the mock pitch process is really essential. A lot of companies actually don't run this anymore, but bringing the candidate in and having them actually pitch, you know, either their product or the company's product and seeing how they kind of work that room and, you know, run a discovery process and things like that is key. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Mike Fossey with me here, and we're going to be talking about building your sales dream team. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for having me. So just by way of introduction, uh, Mike Fossey is the head of sales at Rainmakers, which is a platform that connects high-performing salespeople with great companies. So um, that's, that sounds super interesting, Mike. First of all, what, what is Rainmakers? Tell me about that and tell me what makes Rainmakers different. Yeah, sure. Um, Rainmakers is a two-sided marketplace dedicated to helping uh, companies hire the best sales talent and helping... Uh, on the candidate side, um, basically a way for candidates to really enjoy the process of interviewing and finding new opportunities versus the old school way of working with either a recruiter or applying to jobs online. Very cool. Um, that sounds that sounds super interesting. I mean, everybody wants to wants help building a great sales team. Uh, how did you get the word out about Rainmakers in the first place? What what strategies did you take to kind of let people know it exists? Yeah. Um, you know, growing it from scratch, right. I joined uh, the company pretty early stage. So it was just me doing a lot of the outbound efforts um, along with my co-founders. And uh, I think, you know, we kind of took your traditional account-based marketing approach and did a lot of direct outbound email campaigns with some cold calls follow-up. Um, we did a lot of content uh, marketing generation, things like that. So, that helped us to kind of emerge as a thought leader in the space. And then um, we did a lot of events. And when we launched actually in New York, that was a great way to kind of introduce ourselves to the market because um, we partnered with a company called Modern Sales Pro and we hosted an event about um, hiring and tech sales and uh, generated a lot of interest and that helped with our New York launch. And that's kind of going to be the plan going forward with every other market that we launch in. Very cool. I'm, I'm familiar, familiar with those guys. Um, so I guess uh, from your experience, how do you look for and source quality outside sales talent? Yeah, um, it's a little bit more challenging. I'd say it starts from the beginning with just really outlining exactly who you're looking for. There's um, a lot of misunderstandings as to the differences between inside sales rep, outbound sales rep, right? And then, you know, just a people sales rep. So really sitting down with your team, outlining exactly what that description is and, having that dialed in before you start really reaching out to the masses. Um, whether you're working with an agency, using a platform like Rainmakers or doing sourcing directly, uh, I think one of the key things is really just having a good understanding of who you're actually looking for because there's only gonna be a finite number of you know candidates out there that have this level of experience. So you wanna make sure that with your approach, you're very strategic because um, you know it's very easy to kind of turn somebody off to the wrong opportunity from the beginning. Absolutely. And, uh, and what do you think hiring managers should be looking for in outside sales people? What do you think are the, the greatest indicators of talent that are identifiable in an interview situation? 
Yeah, in an interview situation, I think uh, it goes a long way. I'd say like just on a, on a resume identification piece, um, looking for, you know, upward mobility within the company, probably 10 to 15 years of experience. Um, you know, a lot of partnerships, I would look at like their connections and, and kind of see, you know, what types of networks they've built up around them, uh, any sort of logos on their win, win sheet, right? Who they close, what types of accounts, uh, getting a better understanding of that. Um, on the interview type of questions, I think, you know, I always like to ask what, what was your biggest challenge or mistake, right? And how did you overcome that? And a lot of times if people have to really think about it, um, you know, it kind of indicates they don't know, right? They didn't learn from it. So I like that question a lot because it really helps to identify, you know, if this person does face challenges, you know, what do they do to overcome it? What do they do to, you know, deal with it so it doesn't happen in the, in the next uh, stage of their process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. Um, on the candidate side, what do you think? Uh, what do you think are the most important things that a candidate can can do to to let a hiring manager know that that they're, uh, they're that they'll do great in the role and that they should be hired over their over their competitors? And uh, how, what what are some strategies and some ways that you think that that you've seen great candidates kind of let that shine through throughout the uh, the hiring process yeah i mean at this level of sales right with with outside uh sales reps and field sales reps um they're usually pretty tenured right and they're going to be closing larger size deals with larger size companies and i think what that comes down to is being able to cultivate relationships right so during the hiring process that should be one of the first ways that you can really show your ability to build and manage a strong relationship in a business sense, right? Um, so, you know, following up immediately, offering to meet for coffee in person instead of taking the call over the phone, uh, you know, sending a thank you gift or a handwritten note, right? Those things go a long way to kind of make yourself stand out because at this level, it's going to be all skill set. It's going to be the same, right? Um, so the way you separate yourself is making yourself stand out with your personality and the actions that you take um, during the interview process itself, because that's really what's going to be, you know, an indication of whether or not the rep's going to be successful is how do they build relationships with people and how do they maintain those going forward? Fantastic. Um, what, uh, in terms of, I, I feel like a, there's been a, a move towards people's online profiles and their online presence becoming more and more important in the job hiring process process that exists today. What do you think is is are really the do's and don'ts there? What is what is, what what what's the key pieces of advice that you would give a uh, a candidate? And conversely, you know, I guess in the same in the same subject, what what would you say a uh, a hiring manager should be? How would you say they should be looking? looking around at things just uh, online in general i think um on the candidate side right if you are actively looking for a job and you kind of want to make yourself stand out with something like a linkedin profile um you want to include all the numbers right sales is very data driven numbers driven so the more kind of highlights of quota um you know overachievement stats any sort of awards you want to put that stuff on there um, things to be mindful of is listing companies that you've worked with. Some companies, um, you know, make sure you didn't sign an NDA or anything like that, right? I've seen uh, that happen a few times. Um, not a big deal, but, you know, uh, look out for things like that. Um, 
indicate kind of who you are, like take some time to write out a personal summary. Um, on Rainmakers, we have actually a section for that where candidates can really write about themselves and talk about not only how successful they've been, but why they're passionate about working in this type of industry, why they're passionate about sales in general, um, talking about you know, their past and how they got to this level and what they're looking to do in the future. So mm -hmm. I think it's really taking time to write about yourself and including all the key numbers that you can. Great advice. Um, so uh, I, I guess with respect to Rainmakers, what information does Rainmakers provide for companies who are looking for potential candidates? Yeah. Um, so every candidate that comes to Rainmakers fills out a candidate profile. And what's included in that is the summary that I just mentioned. Um, to employers, we still give them access to a traditional resume and access to a LinkedIn profile as well. But we go a lot deeper. We found that um, having these numbers up front really helps to identify whether or not candidate can be an immediate fit. So um, on the candidate profile in Rainmakers, they're asked to list out average deal size, um, their quota that they're working on, um, you know, who they're selling to, what types of buyer profiles, what types of industries. Uh, what percent of outbound sales are they doing themselves versus getting from an SDR inbound marketing leads, right? And then we also go deeper into what types of roles do they want, right? Are they looking for a senior AE title? Are they looking for a sales management type role? Um, and then we also include salary information. So right up front, you kind of know, is this person's salary guidelines within what we're willing to pay for the role? So it helps save a lot of time, especially in that first kind of 30-minute phone screen that most companies have to do to determine if it's even a fit to start with the interview process. We can really eliminate that by giving the data up front. Mm -hmm. And what do you think a, a company can do to ensure that they're hiring the most qualified people given everything they can find out about a person throughout the hiring process? That's a really uh, in-depth question. Um, geez. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. You can, you yeah. can answer it in long form. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think just with sourcing, right, look at every option available. Um, you know, candidates, I think a lot of people have become so reliant on LinkedIn now for their sourcing, which, you know, it's a great platform, but I think it's more for making connections and closing business now than ever. Um, you just never know when the candidate's ready, right? So branching out, um, going to different networking sites, um, using tools like Rainmakers, right? Kind of helps to build the talent pool um, and, and doing a lot of, you know, attendance at events too. Um, always great to kind of get out there and do some grassroots kind of lead generation on the candidate side. I think um, one of the trends that we're seeing now in the industry as well is, uh, really focusing on nurturing the candidates after the process is done, right? Um, I've done this myself. I know a lot of other uh, sales leadership and hiring teams that have interviewed a candidate and then come back you know, six months later when it was a better time and made that hire. But it was that six-month period of them keeping engaged um, and keeping them interested in the company as well as a candidate, you know, feeling like, okay, yeah, they're actually meant they do want to follow up in six months. So nurturing that those those candidates too before they fall off, right? Really helps to not only build a large pipeline of potential candidates, but keep them engaged um, if the timing isn't right, either on their end or your end. But you want to keep those, you know, if you've identified them as great talent, keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. What do you think the the most challenging part of hiring new outside sales talent is? 
I think it can be two parts, right? It's one really finding them. Um, again, at this level of sales, like there's not a lot, um, the candidate pool side, right? There's uh, great inside sales reps. Um, you know, they're out there everywhere, but when you come to outside sales, um, you know, at this elite level, it's, it's really hard to find kind of, you know, the best quality talent. So just finding them in general, identifying that talent, uh, that's going to be a challenge, but then you also have to, again, build that relationship on your end too. And I think, you know, a lot of recruiters um, or hiring managers or whoever forget that it's always a two, a two way process, right? So, um, you know, keeping them informed about next steps on the, on the uh, interview process and um, just cultivating the relationship on their end as well. I think a lot of companies can benefit from doing things like that. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to enter the next section of our discussion, which I call sales in 60 seconds. All right. So um, what, well, I, <laughs> what this basically is, is, is a series of short questions uh, with, the, with short answers. All right. So first question, what factors can hold companies back from truly leveraging a recruiting platform? Um, having somebody that can use it uh, to its fullest potential, um, you know, really having somebody who's going to be driving recruitment, especially in smaller stage companies, um, they not a lot of times don't have a full time recruiter in house. So whoever's driving it to to really own and manage it and make sure that they're on there and reaching out um, every time the batch goes live. What are your top tips for using a recruiting platform like Rainmakers? Um, being diligent, right? So Rainmakers, we operate in a batch system where every two weeks it's a new set of candidates that go live, right? So while you might not see uh, your perfect fit in one batch, they could show up in the next. So continually checking, logging in, and utilizing the best practices their account management team has developed, like uh, reaching out to candidates right when the batch goes live, when they're fresh and, and prepared to um, start taking interviews, uh, following up with candidates and, and being ready to schedule them because you know that they're vetted for the intent factors so they're ready to move quickly so making sure that your team is in alignment to do that as well what do you think the biggest mistake companies make when they're hiring new sales talent um that's a good one i think hiring is solely based on just numbers and what they've previously done um I've talked about this before, but I think the, the mock pitch process is really essential. A lot of companies actually don't run this anymore, but bringing the candidate in and having them actually pitch, you know, either their product or the company's product and seeing how they kind of work that room and, you know, run a discovery process and things like that is key. So a lot of companies will just have several interviews where they ask your boilerplate questions. I like doing like actual evaluations, like writing samples and things like that. So ensuring that you have that, I think is key. What's your, your number one piece of advice for companies that are looking to grow their team? Like if you met someone who had three, three field sales reps on their team and you know, every time they hire someone that that person covers their own salary and brings, brings some more business to the company. And they're like, you know, I, I went out and I got, I, I, I borrowed $2 million. And now we're really looking to scale the sales team. What, what would your, first piece of advice be to that person? 
Um, I would probably revert to the answer I gave earlier was just really identifying the exact fit of who they're looking for and calibrating with, you know, other hiring managers and recruitment and anyone else involved in the process and making sure everybody's in alignment as to who they're going to be out there looking for. Um, you know, starting off right at the basics um, and making sure everybody's involved. That prevents things like, uh, you know, you end up interviewing and one person does the things they can do, you know, issue A, and then one person does anything they can do, issue B, versus everybody's in alignment as to what they're looking for and what the abilities they can can be. So I would say really sit down and evaluate who you want to, you know, come in. Is it an exact replica of your current team? Is there, you know, any sort of key differences that you're looking for? Those are all important. Do you see a, a do you often see sales teams uh, as they scale? Do you think what people are looking for changes over time? Like what a, what a hiring manager should be looking for is different at hiring number three versus hiring number 20. How does that shift? Yeah, I think a lot of it um, comes down to how the team is currently performing, right? I think um, you know, a really good strategy in place is just looking at your top performer and what their kind of background and skill set is and trying to replicate those, right? Um, so I think it'll definitely change where you hire a team of three all at once and then you know one kind of stands out, you kind of build off that profile for your next three and continue to do that. Well, fantastic. Um, as a uh, as a takeaway, what do you think? What do you think the salespeople and sales managers listening today should do as a first step to to take in their lives to build a, a, a better sales team? Well, I would obviously say uh, come check out Rainmakers. Right, I think. Um, Identifying things, you know, like internally, how to attract uh, salespeople now. It's a lot of salespeople are looking for um, more than just the ability to come in and crush their number, right? Um, and so the better you can build out your talent brand and kind of highlight, you know, things like a promotion path or different areas of work that sales reps can also participate in, um, any sort of mentorship program, right? looking at things other than, you know, hey, come in, sell this much, we'll pay you this much. Um, but a lot of that too, especially at this level, um, you know, there's a lot of experience to be shared. So kind of highlighting, you know, if you're a senior rep, you know, can you come in and be part of a mentor program and things like that? Um, if you're more of a junior rep, what is the path of like promotion and you know, creating a presence on that, um, you know, whether it's on, on LinkedIn, on your company page, on your website, um, on, on Rainmakers with your company pages, right? It's companies like Glassdoor, really building out your company brand um, for talent, specifically for sales talent. Um, that can help a lot. Great advice. Well, I'm going to attempt to summarize all this for uh, for the folks that, that are on the road and haven't been able to take notes or anything. Um, so... Rainmakers is a two-sided marketplace for people looking for sales positions and for companies looking to source good talent. Um, Rainmakers looks for the best talent by developing their understanding of what type of candidate a company is looking for and helping the company find it. Um, when you're looking at a resume, look for the high-level experience and the types of deals they've closed first. In an interview, ask candidates questions about their experience with overcoming challenges. 
During the interview process, also look for how outside sales reps show signs that they're great at building relationships. Do they follow up after the interview? Do they do the little things that, that, uh, that, that show you that, they're, that they really know how to connect with people? Candidates should include quotas and awards on their LinkedIn profiles and, and make sure that, that they showcase their numbers. Um, also, it's important to take time to, to write out a personal summary to, to communicate some, something about yourself. Candidates that come through Rainmakers, for example, give their resume, their LinkedIn, and a personal summary, as well as their top sales numbers and, and track record. And, uh, and then they also identify what types of roles they're most interested in and at, at what salary. Which uh, having all that can, if you can gather that information quickly and efficiently, whether through Rainmakers or through your recruiting process, it can help make sure early on that there's a fit so you don't walk too far down the, down the aisle before realizing you're not a good fit. Um, Companies shouldn't just rely on LinkedIn to find great candidates. There, there are a lot of other sites to look at, a lot of other platforms, there's hiring events, and it, it, uh, these types of other places can, can help companies source talent that are actually seriously looking for a new role and are, are ready to make a switch. Well, this has been fantastic, Mike. Um, Tell me, where, where can our listeners uh, read more about your work, learn, reach out to you, learn more about what you do? Yeah, um, you can definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, Michael Fossey. Um, feel free to shoot me an email, mike.fossey at rainmakers.co. Um, and then if you're a candidate interested or a company looking to hire, come to our website, uh, rainmakers.co. Fantastic, Mike. Well, this has been a, a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you can think of any other sales reps that would, or sales managers who would benefit from learning about these skills, share the love and, uh, and forward this on to them. All right. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us, Mike, and, and take care until next time, everybody.